Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Postmates. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. Download the Postmates app and use the promo code LOCKEDON. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Tuesday, October 6, 2020. We had two playoff games yesterday, two very interesting playoff games. You know, the final score may not indicate how intriguing they were, but I think the tone was set in terms of the type of series we might be watching and maybe the direction that Major League Baseball might be headed in. There might be a, a collision course matchup potentially coming up here within the next few weeks. But I'm going to start with the first game, and that's that the Astros uh, took the Athletics behind a woodshed, a 10-5 to victory. They doubled up the favored Oakland A's. I've watched the Astros this season. They've struggled a whole lot, and I get why they've struggled a whole lot, and a lot of it's their own doing. I, I really think, and they might not admit it now, I think the offseason, the tumultuous offseason they had, and an offseason they deserved to have. I mean, this was not like you know some some horrible tragedy was bestowed upon them. They had a tumultuous offseason because they cheated, and all eyes were on them, and everyone hated them, and everyone was angry at them, and understandably so. I, I think that makes complete sense. But you could tell in how they played this season, they seemed off. They, they really did. Now, all of a sudden... In the postseason, after slumping into the postseason, like they they made they made it to October, they didn't exactly earn the right to play in October. They fell into playing in October. Now I'll say this: I never bought the whole the Astros were only good because they cheated narrative. Now how they performed during the regular season this year didn't help their case, as guys like Altuve were legitimately awful in terms of both average and power. But something seems to have clicked. I think the A's may have awoke a sleeping giant yesterday because the Astros yesterday were as locked in as I'd seen them all season. Now, they've had some bad luck this year, bad injuries, especially to the pitching staff, but I thought, especially in a 60-game season, I thought the offense would carry them, and I was I was arguing with people till I was blue in the face telling them, look, I understand they got busted for cheating in 2017, but there's also, there's kind of a revisionist history court of public opinion that goes on here and that I think there's still a lot of people who believe that this team cheated in 2018 and 2019 as well. Look, we, people will speculate forever. And when you get busted cheating once, there's going to be those people who are going to speculate that you did it two or three times. It's hard for a, a certain party to earn the benefit of the doubt when you got busted for not just cheating, but like cheating at a historic, in a historically like crazy way, the way the Astros did with the, the sign stealing and the, and the trash banging, or maybe historically crazy isn't the right way to put it, but historically elaborate way that the Astros did it. I understand that they probably haven't earned the benefit of the doubt, but the fact is there's no evidence as of the time of this recording to support the fact that this team cheated in 2018 and 2019. Now, I'm sure people have their speculations. I have my speculations as well, and maybe one day I'll talk about those, but uh, we, we can't deal in, in hypotheticals right now. we got to use facts and evidence, and there's no facts or evidence to support that this team cheated following their World Series run in 2017. And guess what? They still went on to have one of the best offenses in baseball each of the last two years. Last year's lineup, uh, you know, I know they they came short of their ultimate goal. They didn't win the World Series. One of the greatest offenses I've ever seen, and they returned a whole chunk of that 
lineup here in 2020, which is why I just assumed they would be really good, and they haven't been. Like I said, injuries have, have held them back. The pitching staff has held them back, but the biggest surprise to me thus far this season had been how just lukewarm the offense had been. Well, they've woken up. And I think ultimately, and I haven't, I haven't talked about this a ton. I didn't really preview this series a whole lot, but I, I felt like I was going to pick the A's if I was going to, just because you know through sixty games, and I know sixty games is a ridiculous sample size, but it's all we have to go on here in twenty twenty. The Astros hadn't looked like themselves. I thought that was an impressive showing by Oakland coming back to win that series against the White Sox. They seem locked in, but this is a good matchup for the Astros because, let's face it, the Oakland A's are not a team that's built to win a lot of slugfests. And yeah, they have a pretty good offense, but to me, if you want to look at the reason why the A's have not won a World Series or even won a playoff series since 2006, I guess you could count the one they just had against the White Sox. Sure, that's fair, but the reason why they hadn't won one in 14 years, it's as simple as the fact they've never had an elite enough pitching staff to be able to carry them in October. Like early in the early 2000s when they had Mulder and they had Zito and they had Tim Hudson, like that was a rotation that could carry you. Now, again, those teams, they came up short multiple times as well, but those were rotations you looked at and you felt like, all right, well, this is, this is a group that can probably carry you in October. Like even when they were really good, 2012 to 2014, you know, the last couple of years, I've like, has anyone ever really thought the A's were going to win the World Series? And they're not going to win the World Series this year. Like, I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility they come back and win this and, and knock off the Astros, but like, they're not going to win the World Series. Because the, the truth is, and it's the harsh reality, you don't win the World Series with Chris Bassett as your game one guy. And that's not a, a knock on Chris Bassett. He's been very good for them, but come on. Like, I don't think that's unfair. I think that's pretty fair and justified, to be honest with you, That the take I'm having right now. And I think given the pitching staff they have trying to get into slugfests with the Houston Astros, it's not going to result in a whole lot of success. And I think we saw that yesterday. Huge games by George Springer. George Springer is just the man, dude. I mean, that guy just keeps on rolling in October. Four hits yesterday. Carlos Correa with a monster game. Three hits, two home runs, and four RBIs. This so far, not just for the Oakland Athletics, I would say for every team in Major League Baseball, is the worst case scenario. The Astros are waking up at the right time. The offense is clicking at the right time. And you know what? As much as they won a slugfest yesterday, their bullpen was great. They got five scoreless innings, five almost perfect innings, five hitless innings out of that bullpen. Presley looks good. This Javier kid looked really good. This Anole Paredes kid was was money for them. I give Dusty Baker credit. I think so far in this postseason, he's done a good job of managing that bullpen. McCullers didn't have it yesterday. Four earned runs, five runs total, over four innings pitched. But, you know, he battled and he kept his team in the game and the Astros ended up winning that one fairly easily. All of a sudden, this has become one of the more intriguing series in the postseason, because I think that I think the A's are a bit fearful of this situation. I I don't think this was the team they necessarily wanted to play. They they'll say this is the team they wanted to play, and if Matt Chapman was there, it could be a completely different story. But Houston looks really good so far, and and I I was not willing to give them total credit for their last series because. I feel like a lot of that fell on the Minnesota Twins, and the Astros did everything they needed to do, but I think there comes a point with Minnesota where it's just like, all right, look, I'll believe it when I see it, and they fell apart once again in the postseason, but yesterday was the first time I watched and was like, all right, this is a 
This is scary stuff if you're someone who really hates the Houston Astros. They're they're starting to feel it in 2020. So that will do it for segment number one. When I come back, I'm going to talk about the second game that went down yesterday. Yankees versus the Rays. Good ball game at uh, Petco Park, right? Now that they're playing in the bubble in San Diego, we will be right back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we are back. Thank you very much for tuning in. Yankees beat down the Tampa Bay Rays, pulled away with a monster ninth inning, top of the ninth inning uh, last night to pull away from Tampa Bay. You know, I, I know technically the Rays are the favorite. It's hard for me to ever view the Rays as the favorite really in anything, and it's hard for me to view the Yankees as an underdog in anything. The one observation I take away, I mean, there's several, but the one big one, this Yankees lineup at full strength, which they are now, is one of the greatest I've ever seen. And it's one of those things where the Yankees, to me, as much as I want to hate them and still do, I mean, baseball to me is just funnier and more lively when the Yankees continually come up short. I know some people are going to hate to hear me say that, but to me, it's true. I can't hate them because like that lineup just puts together some of the most professional at-bats you're going to see. Blake Snell pitched for the Rays, and I like Blake Snell. I like Blake Snell more than most. I, I think there's a lot of people who viewed his 2018 Cy Young campaign as a bit of a fluke. I didn't. To me, I think he deserved to win that award that season. I think he outpitched everybody else in the American League. He was he was phenomenal. You know, took a step back last year in kind of an injury-riddled season. He'd been okay for them so far this season. His issue is command. You know, like when he's consistently throwing strikes, and especially early in counts. I think that's where he got into some trouble yesterday. I still think he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I really do. Um, He wasn't yesterday. I I was surprised they kept him out there as long as they did. You know, five innings, six hits, four earned runs. I mean, against that lineup, like he kept them in the game. I I, I just, I I thought he had his best stuff, maybe not his best command, but you need to have both uh, against the Yankees lineup because there was no easy out top to bottom. Everyone's seen the ball well. DJ LeMayhew, that guy just puts in some of the most professional at-bats you're going to see. I mean, he sees so many pitches, it seems. You have Aaron Hicks having a huge game. John Carlo Stanton hit a grand slam. I mean, John Carlo in that five spot when he's feeling it. I mean, there's still no better power hitter in baseball. Like John Carlo murders baseballs, and he did yesterday. As for the Yankees pitching, and this is like the Yankees' offense is unbelievable. 
But the thing is, the Yankees' offense was unbelievable last year. The reason the Yankees didn't win the World Series last year, and the reason they didn't win it the year before, and the reason they haven't won it since 2009, is because in none of those years did they have the best rotation, let alone in baseball. They never had the best rotation in the American League. Like, we go back to 2011 when they lost to the Tigers in 2012. Those rotations were never better than Detroit. In 2018, that rotation wasn't better than Boston. Last year, they weren't better than the Astros. This is the first year in which I feel like they've had a rotation that is capable of beating a team of equal or greater value in a five or seven game series because you have a guy in Garrett Cole. Like, because of how good that offense is, you don't need to throw out a rotation that is the 95 Braves. But what you need, what every team needs, especially a team with the kind of bank and payroll that the New York Yankees have... You need one guy who's going to give you six, seven innings in a playoff start. Like, that that's why last year they drove me so nuts and I was so against them winning the American League because I think it's an absolutely ludicrous notion that the New York Yankees, who have more money than God, are, are trying to nickel and dime and, and, and try to beat you like they're the 2015 Royals with, like, pitching changes and bullpen days. Like, I think that's insane to me. Like, the reason a team like the Rays or the Royals in 2015 won using that strategy was because they had to. They just didn't have the horses in their rotation to be able to sustain that kind of success throughout an entire season, let alone through through October. The Yankees got Garrett Cole now. And Garrett Cole, you look at the final line, it's not like overwhelming. Six innings, six hits, three runs, two walks, and eight strikeouts. He was great. Like, like let's not let's not get it twisted here. And this is one of those times, and I say this sometimes, better than the final line indicated. For some reason, G-Man Choi owns Garrett Cole. That is one of my favorite stats in all of sports, the fact that this dude, and G-Man Choi's a good hitter. He's a good hitter. He's got power, you know, dead pole hitter, but for the role he's asked to play, for the Tampa Bay Rays, he does it phenomenally. He also murders Garrett Cole. It's one of my favorite things in all the sports when some rando just happens to dominate one of the best pitchers in baseball. Adam Rosales was like that with Chris Sale. For some reason, the guy just murdered Chris Sale. It was very strange to me. But besides that, like he was excellent. Last night was some of the best stuff we've seen out of him all year. Fastball reaching triple digits. Like To me, I'll always say and will continue to say until proven otherwise, I think Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. Not only that, I think Jacob DeGrom has the best stuff in baseball, but... DeGrom's best and Cole's best are about equal. And I think we saw in the latter innings of his start yesterday, Garrett Cole at his absolute best. And that is a really scary thought going forward. And it sets them up well. It sets up their bullpen well. And like I said from the beginning, it's like this is absolutely what they've needed is they've needed a number one. Like I think James Paxton's a good starting pitcher. I think Masahiro Tanaka is a good starting pitcher. It's never been a bad rotation. It's just like last year when they were going up against the Astros and it's like the Astros were tossing Cole and Granky and Verlander. Like you're not, and you're countering with Tanaka, Paxton, and a bullpen day, you're not going to win the World Series doing that. It's like for all the bitching and moaning that they've done about, oh my god, the Astros stole a World Series from us, you were never a better team. You were never a better team. That's why you came up short multiple times. This is one of those instances where talent-wise, and I love these Tampa Bay Rays. I think that Tampa Bay is a really good team. I picked them to make it to the World Series, though all my you know postseason predictions are pretty shoddy at best right now. I think, I think talent-wise, the Yankees are still the best team in the American League. I mean, I think only the Dodgers are better than them in terms of overall talent, uh, top to bottom in all of baseball. They're peaking at the right time right now, which is something that they haven't always done over the last 11 years. It's one of the reasons why they've come up short so many times. Something about this Yankees team 
feels different. And maybe it's just the fact that they don't have that big roadblock the way that they've had over, you know, the last decade. Like, for a minute there, it was Detroit, and then it was Boston, and then it was Houston. Like, their biggest roadblock to me right now is Tampa Bay. And I like Tampa Bay a lot, but the Yankees should be better than Tampa Bay. And last night, they were a whole lot better. So that will do it for today's show. We got four games coming up that I'm going to talk about tomorrow. Looking forward to that. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review, a five-star review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thanks for sticking with me, guys. Um, thanks for hanging in there. I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I will see you tomorrow to recap four postseason games. Really looking forward to that. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.